there was no sound for us for the intro, so it was uncomfortably long. Yeah, you don't realize. We were ready to do the intro, and then it just kind of sat there for yeah. a couple more seconds. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Ahsoka Breakdown on the Kind of Funny screencast. Uh, we're coming close to the end of this, which is making me pretty damn sad. Yeah. Uh, we only yeah. have one episode left, the finale next week. But, of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the saddest boy I have ever met in my life, Barrett Courtney. Go to Sage first, because I forgot <laughs> to get a quote. I forgot to get a quote. Well, no, we here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I hope I survive long enough to see the outcome. It's my mood every day. Yes, <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Uh, joining us from the, the regular location of remote, it is Anthony Carboni. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> It looks like he, it's like it looks like C3PO is being like censored like he's inappropriate. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> My boy is always appropriate. Always appropriate. <laughs> and rounded out the group at the spare bedroom itself. It's Sage, right? Hello. And usually Anthony and I get to talk about these before we do this because we're in the same location coming from our show. Yeah. Uh, which means I just had to watch an episode featuring C3PO and I haven't gotten to talk to my best friend and C3PO's biggest fan about it yet. So <laughs> I'm very excited. Woo! That's that's our matching necklace. I'm not wearing mine. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Oh how, you, you, you couldn't know. How could you know? I, I couldn't know. I couldn't have known. How, that's how what makes it so know? exciting. That really is what makes it so exciting we were kind of freaking out about it we had to do the thing of like yo we gotta stop talking we're about to talk on a show about all of this of course the show is kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in tv movies and trailers and there is so much popping off right now uh that it's hard to even talk about it all but we we're doing ahsoka uh this is the penultimate episode next week will be the finale of course we'll be covering it but also next week kicks off loki season two so we'll be doing our, our breakdowns Ooh. of those each and every week um the boys gen v drops this friday jesus <laughs> which is insane uh the first three episodes there is no plan right now schedule wise to cover that i would like to so just for everybody that's asking there is no plan we might not just like how you would like to do a final fantasy 16 spoiler uh cast. spoiler cast things yeah. are hard out here man <laughs> schedules and time and resources dudes yeah but all right here's the thing though. I mean, we're gonna try um i'm gonna see who i can get together for gen v well it'll be a whole thing but anyways exciting times all around um you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to go above and beyond, patreon.com slash kindoffunnies, where you want to go. You can get the show ad-free. You can watch things live as they're recorded. You get a whole bunch of bonus content, and you can be a Patreon producer like Nathan Lamoth, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, and James Hastings. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays, Rocket Money, and DoorDash, but I'll get to all of that later. We got to talk about this damn fine episode of some Star Wars, everybody. Carbonia, I'll start with you being C3PO's yes. biggest fan. What'd you think of this episode? I like this episode a lot. I like it a lot. Um, overall, I think it was wonderful. I think uh, we got some really, we got some really good moments that uh, set up not only just exactly where Ahsoka is on the timeline, which we were all sort of wondering a little bit, but now we know that this is kind of going after Mando season yep. three. Uh, it's nice to see the, uh, the Imperial remnant mentioned again. It's nice to see like all of this stuff that's been building sort of continue to build. And it was also just kind of lovely to see Ezra and Sabine together again and, and in a scrap. Yeah. It was wonderful. 
A little squeak, of course. <laughs> the signature squeak of Sage Ride. Sage, what did you think of this episode? God, this was an incredible episode. Uh, it, it took the place of my favorite episode of this season so far. Wow. We had had such a strong contender a few episodes ago, and I was like, there's not, not going to be any chance. Uh, this is my favorite episode of the series. I'm curious to see what happens, but like, I feel so satisfied by this as an episode seven, as a mm. like, okay, we can wrap it up as much as I'm going to miss the show and I'm enjoying the show. So much happened in this episode that I enjoyed so much. And so many like, oh, I feel like we elaborated on a lot of intentions. And I think that we got a absolutely stellar cameo, obviously, but delivered in such an interesting way that when we finished that first scene and then the like Ahsoka credit roll happened, I was like, I can't believe that's only the intro. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like I couldn't believe that all I had seen so far was the intro. That whole scene was phenomenal. Obviously I'm a huge Mon Mothma fan and it's very cool to see because we were wondering like, okay, has Mon changed? Is she like really just kind of like all business now? And she's just doing her job and it's nice to see that she still has that like rebel spirit a little bit and is like the person you can trust still everything about this every the character little smirk. like i feel her like little smirk yeah. was just i feel like so many characters actualized in this episode for this series uh yeah actually you just watched it on the plane over here yeah roger can you bring up the pictures <laughs> Of this. So I was flying uh, with my best friend Kaylee Bray, uh, and I didn't realize that she had been taking photos of me literally crying. Uh, this was the moment I saw 3PO. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was hearing the voice. That, uh, uh, that, that was rather rude. I was just like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And me just gripping my chest, staring at the screen, trying not to give her spoilers either. She's like, why are you crying? I'm like, don't worry, buddy. It's just, it's not a cameo I was expecting in any way it completely right. caught me off guard and it was so pleasant and it didn't feel like shoehorned in like sure it's fan service mm. thank you once again i am a fan i am service yes 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 i'm gonna take it, i'm gonna take it next yeah. just because i want to jump off and say yeah. i'm with you this is also my favorite episode of the wow. show so far and i think that this is pretty much just peak star wars tv potential like <laughs> it kind of gave me everything that i was looking for and i think the most surprising thing to me is how we still have an episode left because this felt like a season finale to me. And especially the last shot where we see them and there's a big ship potentially coming to save them. They have all their little friends around them. They're all looking out at it. It's like, it felt like the end of a Star Wars movie. Like, mm. I am surprised it didn't end with the zoom in circles. Skitter, skitter, I, skitter, skitter, I feel like they gave a beat just to make you feel like it was yeah. going to happen yeah. and then they don't do it. But I wonder I was, if they save it for the, the final episode. Maybe, because I mean, we did start with the crawl, right? Yeah, yeah we did. But this this felt different to me like there was something about um mando season three one of the earlier episodes where we met the like space pirates and we get that dog fight with where we get that big uh rising uh, up action with mm. we get the reveal of the the moss My, moss pirate man. moss pirate guy yeah and it was like mm -hmm. this is so cool and this is so star wars i love that this episode we got that type of dog fight of uh, Ahsoka hiding in the the whale carcasses and just yeah, like space worm style. Yeah, and th that was so good. But like they committed to the action scene mm. as well as committing to cameo after cameo that didn't feel forced. And I loved it because C-3PO, come the fuck on. Like that was so awesome. I'm with y'all where it, it was just perfectly done. Not only because it's great to see 3 po but also what a great way to get Leia involved in a way mm -hmm. that feels authentic. You know, without like crossing a line, I loved that. And then when we get 
more hated, <laughs> more etiquette. Yeah. But it's like so seeing good. him actually in that time frame act the way that like, you know, we all kind of wanted him to be in the movies and stuff. But he is in this. Yeah. When he has the line, when she says, yeah, he recorded a whole bunch of these. I, I rolled so hard, but like also out of hype where I'm like, oh, we're about to get a lot more of this shit. And like, that's awesome. What a great, stupid way to write this. But then <laughs> yeah. they immediately yeah. are like, but this was the last one. And I'm like, you got me, Filoni. You got me. What a roller coaster of emotions here. I love this shit. I thought this episode was awesome. Balin is a Star Wars all-time character. Yeah. What's mm -hmm. he up to? What's going on here? Shit's rad, Barrett. What'd you think? Uh, the quote I would have uh, actually opened up with if uh, I had remembered to actually uh, save that is, uh, I don't know what I fear more, the possibility of what might happen or your unwillingness to see it. Fucking yeah. great quote yeah. from Harrison yeah. Dula. Um, I thought this was a great episode. Not my favorite this season. Um, I think what y'all say are, is absolutely true. A lot of great action. A lot of just great Star Wars. Star Wars is that mainly because we had little dudes throwing shit at big dudes. Yeah, yeah we need uh, that every once in a while in Star Wars. Exactly. I think my biggest thing with this... My biggest problem with the episode is that because it's a penultimate episode and Roger and I were talking about this uh, earlier this morning is like, I think this episode showcased a lot of just like whatever plan that they have building up for Balin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sold on quite yet. We still don't know what exactly he's up to. Mm -hmm. And going into the final episode, I was wishing to see a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm. they had there might have been a bigger plan with Balin as a character when Ray Stevenson was still with us, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. So I don't know how that's all going to come together now that he has passed. Uh, but yeah. that that's kind of like the biggest thing. Like, if this was... If we had like four more episodes, I would be like a little bit more like, okay, we have a bit more time to flesh out whatever the hell he's up to. Maybe the original plan was to is to reveal it at the end of the season and then, you know, really expound on it, you know, and heir to the empire or whatever uh, after that. So that was like kind of the biggest thing where I'm like, I, I wanted more of this uh, for the penultimate episode, but everything else, like I absolutely loved. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always blank on his name who uh, plays uh, live action Ezra. He is so Ezra. It's weird. It's bizarre. Do you know? Yeah. Last week we were like, when Ezra finds out what Sabine is, what Sabine is hiding from him, it's going to be such a thing. And then I watched that convo between the two of them, and I was yeah. like, no, of course it wasn't going to be a thing. He's Ezra. Yeah. And that's and he Sabine. Hasn't really found he doesn't out know yet. yet. He doesn't know. He doesn't yet. know yet. But he's very much like, I understand. Bad things happened on the way here. Mistakes were yeah. made. It's cool. We're together again, and every his his delivery is just so light and so like fun. Yeah, like the moments where he's like, "Wait, you know, maybe we can talk. exactly this <laughs> moment right here, yeah. where he's like, "Hey, like, let's uh, you take us as prisoners." Like that is such an Ezra moment, and Sabine just looking over at him like, "You're a dipshit." Like that is <laughs> they're like those characters together again is just so beautiful. I love the the action of like obviously the dog fighting also. Really cool, but just uh, something else I was telling Roger earlier of just like them kind of fighting on a non interesting looking planet felt like Filoni wanted to do let's do a Rebels ass episode, which was a bunch of them fighting on backwater planets that don't look very interesting with still fun action, a lot of like great character moments. And that's what this episode I think largely mm -hmm. felt like. And I, I definitely love it. Shout out to Asaz. Ventress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the name drop. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that Dude, do really the name did. drop? It felt, 
it felt like a rebels episode it yeah. felt more like a rebels episode than any other thing that they've done since rebels which i think is very interesting and and felt appropriate within the show too mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it took anything away by being a kind of like very rebels episode yeah yeah i i love it man i love the setup of where we're at here i oh we didn't even mention thrawn yet like, no thrawn was utterly fantastic to me in this yes. like it's exactly what i'd want to see the moment you pull out a war board of any type mm -hmm. and you have somebody just talking strategy i'm gonna be in but when it's thrawn doing it and there's the like big reveal thing of like oh no 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 that wasn't really the plan i was just distracted them i'm like i love you thrawn i, I want yeah. your I blue now. babies yeah. <laughs> yeah. in a way like in a way we could even see this as a win and yeah. you're just like oh you guys yeah! you guys know i was Skeptical on Thrawn last week. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I think I want to be, a, I think I want more. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah. I'm yeah. absolutely in. He did it 100%. The, is, the is, like sorry, maniacal so, scheming of it all yes. is terrifying. It is. Do you think, do you think, and here's a big question before we get into the whole thing, but this is what I want to know Thrawn wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, Thrawn's, Thrawn's the big bad in the Filoni movie, right? Like, we're leading up to Thrawn in a Thanos way. Like, we're not going to see tons of Thrawn stuff except for, like, his big plan is going to happen in the Mando movie, right? Right. Yeah. I think so as well. We know there's a possibility of Ahsoka season two. This isn't decidedly a limited series. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't see... Like, Thrawn is just too big to be contained, I think, to any of their, like, Disney Plus series. I do think that there's got to be a movie resolution of it. Yeah. Because um, they have said that's going to be called Heir to the Empire, or is that just rumors? I forget. I don't know if that's That's confirmed. rumors, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so excited. I love for the book. It. It, but what I think is interesting is I think that uh, that is a direction they could take of, like, be very sparing with them. But I also think that they could just, like use him the fuck up and show him how dope he is over time yeah. Uh, yeah. in because i mean now that we know that this is post mando season three what does mando season four look like does it deal with this stuff i think the most interesting thing of this episode plot wise is where balin is where balin doesn't betray, give a like, shit <laughs> kind of like seemed to be team thrawn but then clearly isn't like mm. he clearly like team balin yeah which yes. is rad because, though because like, he that has moment, said the entire show like the the power that thrawn would give us is like uh well it's like it's fleeting right mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. he's always seen thrawn as just like a stepping stone to get whatever to his end game is you know but now that thrawn has seen that mm -hmm. and realized it and the, the moment of him being like hmm didn't expect that from balin it was like that is so cool because now i'm like all right cool what is going to happen with the one episode we have left do they get out of the galaxy or do mm -hmm. they get stuck here you know, the line that Ezra has of being like, well, it looks like we're going home this is a Star Wars. Yeah. That means that either motherfucker dies or <laughs> like they make it at home next. You episode. can't cast this good of an Ezra just to have him in three episodes of a thing and then kill no. him. You can't. You, you can't. can't. No. He's too good. You can't kill him before I get to kiss him. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> That's illegal. Those are the rules. Alyssa finally noticed this episode. And she was like, why are his eyes blue? And I was like, his eyes are blue in the in the tv show in, yeah. in rebels and she's like they weren't like that last that's, week and i was like they were they were but... that's the most beautiful man in the galaxy <laughs> that's the most beautiful man in the galaxy without Him, a doubt like running around acting like i am in jedi survivor playing a video <laughs> game just force pushing everything so cool. he can i love that we've oh, yeah. never really seen that before in, yeah. a, in a fight in the star wars the action balance sick. of this was so interesting because we've been exploring it through seeing sabine use the combination of mando technology and the little bit of like her lightsaber potentially access to the force right. so watching it be like 
everything on the battlefield of the different types of fighting that there is of like mm -hmm. blasters flying ahsoka's very unique use of lightsabers and the way that like her two hand like two blade fighting is very different from everyone's the mando technology and him just running around throwing people into things and like uh. the force sense that he's using to like evade instead was such a great like showcase of star wars fighting oh yeah his Dude, thing where he's like where he's where, where he's like take the saber bags no 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 i gave you the saber he's like no take it no 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 the force is my ally and the way he says it is just like no 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 check this out like he says it like i'm gonna do a kickflip which yes. is what i yeah, love about he ezra. does and it's the most ezra ass like i'm, I'm i th i think i'm super cool but also yeah. it's like a, a very good combination of just like classic ezra but also like a little bit of like a true like hermit, just yeah. weird getting in touch with the the, the spiritual side. So here, in the let me ask you guys the read on this one, because like mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm with you with, that I do think that it was him. Be like, no, 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 I got the force. I'm good. I've been yeah. training in this shit. But there is another perspective that potentially he feels like, no, 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 you're you've been training with the saber. I I haven't in so long, so I don't know what I'm doing. Well, That's, he also says no to too. blasters, but then eventually, like in the middle of it, he ends up just it's taking a blaster. Yeah. So I think that was just more of like. I read it as he wanted to Sabine to have as much of an arsenal as she can because that's, you know, that's her bread and butter. Yeah. I, and I also he said advice. he said I gave it to you. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was like, "No, I gave it to you. It's yours now. Like you've been training, like that's your thing now." Um So cool. But I do I do love like if you wanted to think of a battle that was made specifically to hey, let's rank how strong all these people are and where they're at, <laughs> which is something, like, it's so internet, like, it was built for the fans to, like, oh, yeah. dissect and rank because, okay, Ezra was having problems against Shin, but only because he didn't have a saber, and he was able to stop Shin's saber with his mind. And oh, my then, God. Like, <laughs> Guys, that was so cool. That was so cool. The force, yeah. and then you, the it's sound like design, and then you see it, and I was like, holy shit. Uh, he Kylo'd <laughs> He Kylo'd that saber. He was yeah, like, he yeah, and that's the uh, thing. We've been talking so much about how these Filoni shows have been, they're going to do for the sequels what the uh, Clone Wars and whatever did for the prequels, and we just keep getting more and more of that stuff with the uh, Ahsoka kind of using the Force to reach out and, and yes. talk to Sabine. I was like, was I, for a second, legit thought they were going to do the, yeah. the Kylo uh, Ray like, they actually oh. are in the same place I together. I love stuff. that Sabine kind of didn't get it. Was like, yeah. because she's not super in touch with yeah. the Force. Like, she was like, like it was Kylo a familiar She feeling. was like, I don't know exactly what happened. Like, she definitely had that, like, I think it's Ahsoka, mm -hmm. but I'm not quite ready to tell Ezra because I don't know how to interpret this I read well it more yet. as, I read it less as Kylo and Rey and more as Vader talking to Luke at the end of Empire and then Luke also talking to Leia. Uh, yeah, in it was a very yeah. Leia reaction. That's yeah. the thing that I thought of too, first of all, was like that first time she hears Luke and she's like, oh. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But I think that they were like hinting that it could go further when yeah. they do mm. connect. And I, oh, yeah. I, I'm going to bet that we're going to see them use the like, sequel shit in a future yeah. thing and, it, like, well, and finally like we get that confirmation because there's been a lot back and forth between everybody that's been watching has she been using the force is she able to use the force is she force Kinda? sensitive or have they been coincidences and this is like no she she felt it yes she mm -hmm. heard it yeah it's not and she's not good at it right <laughs> ahsoka wouldn't be able to reach her if she wasn't connected to the force at least to some extent right yeah. but i agree mm -hmm. with you on that like doing what clone wars and rebels did for the prequels this is filling in a lot of those things because one of the complaints of like uh some of the star wars fans that love to hate star wars is like they're too powerful now 
before they weren't so powerful. And like, obviously, anybody who wants to enjoy the movies can go, yeah, we couldn't afford to make them that powerful. We didn't have the technology in 1977. Right. We can mm -hmm. do cooler shit now. Um, but with that, we're filling in the kind of like in-between of like, how powerful these people were and how powerful these people are by showing a bunch of people that have like access to some of it or like the start of that ability or have other cool abilities that I think are filling in that gap. Mm -hmm. So I, I love where we're at right here. And I feel like with where the Mandoverse has been going and now this show, it's like, I am, I've never been happier with this post Jedi content, but there is the concern that is starting to raise that I'm, I'm feel like Filoni can, can navigate around, mm -hmm. but timeline wise, we're, now dealing with somewhere between seven and 10 years after Return of the Jedi, yeah. which then means we are about 20 years before Force Awakens, which means mm -hmm. we're about 20 years before the New Republic gets taken out by the First Order, mm -hmm. not by Imperial Remnants. No. No. So what are they gonna do here? That's why I'm interested in next episode, do they get out of this galaxy or are they gonna start a storyline kind of dealing in this galaxy to allow a big bad that doesn't need to necessarily deal with the main core canon galaxy? Cause then Floating can just go fuck wild and mm. not need to worry about time and space of it all because- That's interesting. I mean- I like the idea of that. Something yeah. where like they can't, there is a completely separate conflict in a separate galaxy that we don't need to worry about in terms of this like all-encompassing timeline that we're so worried that's always in the back of your head as a star wars fan oh you know? yeah i would be a big fan of that however i feel like if that was the direction we were heading they would have given us a more populated galaxy they've given us a mm. very sparsely populated from what we've seen you know yeah. in theory there has to be other planets oh yeah they've just shown us very little so this galaxy feels very empty at this time and it's like well what's a big bad to five friends you know what i mean like yeah then that's mm -hmm. all that's here like what are you protecting you know when yeah. it's like the fate of the galaxy is in your hands what's in the galaxy and maybe they can build that up but they haven't hinted at a galaxy that makes these people want to stay and protect it yet and oh. th there's also the seas that they've been planning like uh uh who's the ang angry ginger in the 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 sequels um hux hux, hux. Oh, hux. his dad yeah. was uh in mando season three yeah. i want to say yep. as like one of the lieutenants um also i i feel like the the way that um harris says uh mon in the beginning of this episode of like we need to be fucking prepared like i i think they're they've been planting seeds like i think thrawn is coming back i i think this yeah maybe like Thrawn's idea uh, initially is bringing back the Empire and him uh, at the forefront of it. Obviously, he's got to fail at some point because he's not around in the sequels. Yeah. But I think in that fallout, that's when we get the First Order. Uh, I, and I think it'd be interesting of how Sheev Palpatine kind of used the uh, Separatist movement to like find his rise in power. He is most likely going to do that again with using Thrawn's movement and then waiting for Thrawn's downfall to like use that to be a boost and like, all right, now I've got some sort of control in the galaxy again. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. want to, I want to keep talking about this, but real quick, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? 
is the hot sauce bottle empty, you can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Go for it, Carboni. No, I'm, I'm, I think that's exactly where we're heading. It's just, I think the fun thing is trying to figure out how Palpatine winds up. Like, listen, all we know, and it's canon and it's been said out loud, is somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah. Is Palpatine <laughs> the emperor died? Unless, so they say. And, so yeah. they say. So, so they, they say. say. I loved that. Did, did it end? Yeah, on Endor. Oh, you sweet summer child. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about a planet called Jakku and what's about to go down there. But like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this Apple. idea of. Oh God, don't get me started. Unless you, unless you're an avid Fortnite player, you don't know much about the message that Palpatine sent or what was going on. You know, <laughs> so I think that there's something fun to show. 
I think there's something they're setting up with with Andor and with the stuff that they're doing with the Imperial Remnant. They're setting up something that's really, really fun that they haven't done yet in Star Wars, which is a grand scale, giant political intrigue, like multi-series going through different shows, going through different conflicts. We really in the films we skip to the big fun space battles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I love that we're going to have to figure out like, oh, well, what's the Imperial Remnant and all of these people like like Moff Gideon and, uh, oh God, I forget uh, what the... Uh, what the Imperial officer's name was who, who killed our good doctor or, or oh, brain, right. brain wiped our good doctor. But yeah. there are all these like Imperial spies. And then we know that Thrawn's working with people. Are they all working together? Are they working separately? Where are the Alliance is going to come in? Yeah. Um, we know that Carson Tiva for the first time stands up in the middle of a, of a meeting and goes, Hey, no, like this is, this is important. What about on Mandalore? Carson Tiva move. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, like what about Mandalore? Yeah, and then there's that you the know? guy, the uh, the dude in the green in the opening scene that is the dad from Senator Ziono's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, which Cass is interesting because like the way he's acting, it's like, oh, you're a bad guy. Like you're, I know, I you're a sneaky little thing. spy boy. But then it's like, and I'm not familiar with Resistance, so I don't know what I, his. I'm only is. familiar from reading wikis of yeah. it, but it sounds yeah. like it, he doesn't turn. <laughs> like it sounds I'll, like yeah. the sun. I'll is... push my glasses up for a second. Yes, um, let's go. <laughs> Uh, I love resistance. I love Kaz. I love Kaz's dad, but Kaz's dad is very, um, he's very straight laced and authoritative mm -hmm. and very like by the book and by the rules. Um, and so he, he doesn't, he doesn't like any shenanigans. Okay. And so all of these things that are happening until it's almost like he is the flip of the, of the officer that Dedra had to report to in mm -hmm. Andor, where it's like, if you can't bring me proof, then I can't do anything and stop asking me to because we have jobs to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're spending people's money and we're spending people's time and you have to stop being ridiculous. Um, and so I think he comes off as a bad guy because we know what's going on. But from the point of view of like a very straight laced bureaucrat. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude, you got to knock this shit off. And realistically, there's a lot of bad guys with good intentions. And that's mm. one of the things uh, I talk about all the time. Star Wars is my favorite when Star Wars is political. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. It's the reason why I look at this series and I'm like, this is peak Star Wars, but Andor is my favorite mm -hmm. in the way yes. that it like deals with the conflict and stuff like that. Like, I don't think anything's going to top Andor for me as a Disney Plus series because it's so rooted in the things that I love about Star Wars. So in conversations like this where we get into the like, okay, there is grand evil and there is like grand good. And then now we're exploring the in-between. We also have to explore the people with neutral intentions. Neutrality mm -hmm. is death for people. Mm -hmm. Like neutrality is, is going to get people killed. And sitting in the place of like, oh, well, I follow the rules and the people that don't follow the rules are continually the people that save the galaxy. And the like complexities of that. This guy is doing a bad thing by not trusting and believing her. You see why, and you see why it's just bureaucratic, but it's going to get people killed. So that's mm -hmm. also the feeling of like, yeah, I mean, yeah. because he is bad. Yeah. Because right. that is and bad. And from his perspective, like, uh, well, from my perspective, it's the Jedi who are evil. No, um, from, <laughs> from his perspective, it's, it's, hey, if you run off, because we saw a couple of those ships uh, as they went to as they went to help out Hera, we saw a few of those ships. Some of those pilots went down. Yeah. yeah. So from so from Senator Ziona's point of view, you're also killing people. Yeah. So like the 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 neg the neutrality and the complacency kills mm -hmm. people. But from his point of view, also 
recklessness. The hot sh this hot shot like running gun is killing people. Also, is what about the conflict on Mandalore now our new what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. What yes, about it the is. conflict on Mandalore? I, I also thought it was interesting <laughs> that he was questioning Hera of like, you know, I feel like you're just doing all of this for personal gain. And it's like, for what? what? I was thinking the same what thing. I was gain? What waiting did, for what that. What did she get out of I this? I was waiting for anybody to be like, what is she gaining Like, I wanted that? her to follow up of like, follow up for on that. what? Expound. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you think that? I'm... No, but that is the... What do you think I get here? That is the statement of somebody who is doing things for personal gain. And you can see, like, oh, yeah. he's he's gunning, and listen, this is a thing, he's just gunning for political power a little bit yeah. mm. as this new as this new um, system is solidifying. And you can see, like, you, you, you uh, disobeyed orders. Mm -hmm. No, I disobeyed you. Yeah. They're yeah. setting up a new government. And in this new government, are the senators allowed to tell the military what to do? Right, what, they're you still know, figuring that out. I, you know, they hear this thing from Leia. Leia's the head of like the defense, uh, the defense council. Everybody, right? that's yeah, Ben's Anita Leia. Yeah, so we we find out that she's the head of like the defense council here, and so we know that there is somebody who's supposed to approve these things, and it's not Senator Ziono. So Here's a what's going on in the government, Anthony? You know, this is a lore question that you might have the answer to. Is Senator Ziono new here? Do we have any other references, or is this a new character? Senator Ziono is new, except for the fact that he was introduced in uh, in Resistance as Kaz's dad. Okay. So we know that he's Kaz's dad. We know that he's been. He we know that he's from Hosnian Prime. Mm -hmm. uh, Kaz's whole family is from Hosnian Prime. That uh, the the new Alderaan that got blown up. Right. Um, and uh, he he definitely like has been around, but hasn't done much in continuity yet do we see him in man of season three or was his first appearance in live action i, I think it was, it was ahsoka right yeah. yeah like one of the earlier episodes the reason i asked yeah. too is because you're running up against this too of a new government of people that are forming that were not part of the conflict of taking down the empire yeah. and then you have mon mothma who's like i know better than to be like oh that's fairy tales this can't happen like right. there's nothing off the table and we're not going right. to pretend like evil is not going to recongeal in front of us yeah. if we're just following. I the mean, rules. speaking of that, the magic of it all, right? Yeah. Like the we we saw a lot of it in the last couple episodes, but this the the three witches and so like, cool. Just they're Ooh. just obedience to Thrawn was like yeah. really interesting to me. Where I'm like, yeah. he has control over them. Like he mm. said, jump, and they said how high. And I yeah. just thought that that was interesting. Where like where do those the, the the loyalty lines fall on this and like mm -hmm. we already saw with Balin he was loyal until he wasn't uh, yeah. to Thrawn right what about them like what is their their end motivation with, with all yeah. of this because like it was it's interesting that there's the three and then there's the the I forget her name but the Morgan the, the Morgan right yeah um and you see her she really feels like Thrawn's like biggest cheerleader like yeah. she's yeah, there like yeah. mouthing everything and it kind of I love like that moment to too because it's the three like uh mothers and they're doing the ritual and Morgan's like the kid at like the other table like mm -hmm. I want to join these no it, it honestly it yeah. felt like uh in Mean Girls uh when the the mom is like recording them and singing along and dancing as, you know <laughs> Totally pageant momming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely believe that they are. They're super. Like you, you see the way that Thrawn speaks to them, mm -hmm. and he he speaks to them with such deference and reverence, even mm -hmm. if even yeah. as he's ordering them around. So he understands their power, which is something I really love. And I think there is this thing where it is 
mutually beneficial like you're saying tim i think you, i think you're on the right uh, you, you have the right instinct there where it's like we need this guy with his spaceship to get mm -hmm. us to the planet where all of the night sisters are now so we can get the coven back together and really do some messed up space magic mm -hmm. and we will super do whatever you say as long as you're getting us back there yeah. and we defer to you because you know spaceships and we know how to draw triangles that find jedis <laughs> yeah i also think it seems like they believe in thrawn's vision of it mm -hmm. i think that i think so too the way that they interact with magic and the way that they foresee things i think there is an alignment with the way that thrawn does strategy there that makes sense mm. as a partnership so i see them also wanting to follow to Thrawn's vision. Like we're gonna get our stuff and it's mutually beneficial, but I think they also want the future that Thrawn is laying out. Yeah. There's a there's a mutual respect there. They they're mm -hmm. on they they're they're definitely aligned, but I think I think the moment they're both back in their elements, when Thrawn's back in the galaxy where he knows he's he can he can order more people around and they're <laughs> back on their planet and they're they're closer to other other witches, I think everything changes you know, with that power dynamic. Yeah. Really and quick. That's, and that's what I'm excited about when I'm talking mm. about these like long-term political things. There are all these factions that are starting up right now. So many factions. I love to take a, a hard left turn from interesting political uh, stuff. Uh, I'm not convinced the stormtroopers are zombies. I'm not convinced. No. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I I'm think they're convinced. dudes. Mm. I'm pretty mm. convinced. I'm, I feel like I'm seeing him, him being like, uh, what, what was the line? The, the time's very much on our side now. And I shall keep it that way. I love Thrawn, like, talking all about that. But, like, yeah. yeah, the whole thing of, like, the distractions to get all the, whatever it is, the corpses. <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, stormtroopers are always treated as expendable in everyone who's ever had a stormtrooper. Yeah. Regardless mm -hmm. of if they were people, if they were clones, whatever. That if was, we like, don't get a face reveal of one of these stormtroopers next week, I'm going to say they're just dudes. Yeah? If yeah, because I feel zombies. like it's got to be, like, a, a point. It's That's the law. If you're a zombie, you have to tell me. I don't yeah. know, That's man. Right. Like, having Enoch sound that way. But the rest of them sounded normal. Like there were there were stormtrooper uh, chatter this yeah. episode, and they sounded pretty normal. Mm -hmm. But Enoch's um, also got a cool mask, you know. So maybe right, it's right. just the voice you're, distortion God, that's the going voice on. Is cool. But the voice would, is so cool. Yeah. The distortion on it is also very cool. So then it's like, is Enoch someone specific that has been resurrected? Because mm. that would be very interesting. It has interesting. that like Game of mm. Thrones. Oh. We've you know resurrected mm. the mountain to. I kind of hope <laughs> yeah. I, no, don't do that. I don't want him to be. I don't know. I, I don't want him to be anybody that we've seen before. I don't think. I just but want I, him to I, be a cool, weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Merrick thing, where everybody was like, Merrick has to be somebody important. I was like, no, let him, yeah. let him be Merrick. Let him be Merrick. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way about this. I. It could just be that these are the remnant troopers that are still loyal to Thrawn, and like the reason why their stuff looks so messed up is they've just been. They've been living their armor with things that are around the around the planet. Yeah, I think it's cool if they're an undead army. I think it's cool if they're not because we know eventually there's some sort of undead stuff. I hope magic in the first act. I hope they're zombies. Yeah, I don't know if they are, but I hope so. I am with you, though, that like potentially maybe not all of them are. But like, I think that like the next phase they yeah. will be. I could I could see of like, especially of whatever they're transporting out of this temple to that they've been taking like three uh, rotations to transport up to the, the big hyperspace ring. There's got to be something there yeah. that'll eventually lead to the, the resurrection of uh, big palpy. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if the, the troopers themselves are, are big. Do you know what it is? I love All it when you call me big palpy. <laughs> yeah. 
all of those crates are a different piece of that giant robot arm that he's on. Oh yeah, and yeah, the big, the big, the big, the, the big robot armature that like moves Palpatine around in Episode Nine. That's what they're. That's There's what only things that could have been cool. Yep, yep. Um, I want to shout out the slingshot. I love that the little uh, hermit dudes oh, yeah. have a slingshot because yep. you know what Ezra's first weapon was in Rebels? There it was a go. slingshot. That's so, of right. course, he taught them That's how funny. to make slingshots, and yeah. they're not uh, effective just like Ezra's. If I could if just we shout leave this out. galaxy, I'm going to miss the Nodi. I'm going oh, to miss those little the turtles. So much. I love them, but I also feel fulfilled. I feel like uh, yes. I was a, I was so worried. So, this is like the actualization of Sabine's story to me is also like Sabine came here. Sabine has like endangered everyone, including the Nodi. And I was like, oh, where are we going with this? Like, have you brought like war to this peaceful community that Ezra has been leading? I was very glad that they were all okay, but there was that, one shot that I was scared. I was yeah. so worried. When were, yeah. The shot of those little thing goes, I was yep. like, did they just headshot this motherfucker? I was <laughs> so worried. And it would have been a very interesting like commentary yeah. on her like reckless choices and what the consequences of them are. I'm glad we didn't go that way. But the reunion between Ahsoka and Ezra. I hated it. Mm. Really? Hated what? it. Ooh, why did you hate it? it? Like it continues to show me that, hey, I'm going to take the heat for this. I don't like Ahsoka. Whoa. Never really will. And Fascinating. I, think I didn't that know that. Things like this were her coming back and not, I thought you were like, I thought she was dead. And missed this reunion. It's like, mm. oh no, I don't like that. What about I just it? Just don't. To me, it just feels that is like the the bad side of oh yeah, it's just like the cartoon, but it's live action. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, mm. I feel like you need to plus that type of writing up for it to feel natural and real, because it just feels like cartoon characters talking. Interesting. And I feel like so much of what we've seen of it, so again, I continue mm. to think Sabine's really good and interesting in the show, and Ahsoka's just kind of there. And every mm. time that Ahsoka's around, I'm way more interested in literally anybody else she's talking to. Like, her and Hu Yang, give me Hu Yang all day. <laughs> all mm. day. Give me yeah. Hayden Christensen's uh, freaking uh, yeah. hologram talking to her. There's just something about the way that she's presented in this show that I, I just am not vibing with. And I, I feel like it's almost purposeful of just kind of like using her as the conduit to get all the other pieces together. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, the reunion moment for me, like it mm -hmm. felt very like this is for the plot, less mm. like this. My, my read on it was to not uh, was for her to not discuss what had happened maybe right away with Ezra. Mm -hmm. It felt like a very f like her delivery of it felt very like. I'm putting on a show right now, kind of like kind of thing. So I, I get where you're coming from, but I also completely disagree. I, know, I also fair. completely yeah, disagree. Fair. I loved the reunion moment. I thought that it was very, very sweet. I thought that it was like a moment of reprieve in some of the chaos. I agree that it is the like, we're going to have to deal with this and I'm going to have to go back to being business Ahsoka in a second, but like for just a second, and they're hot, I'm man. going to be happy that you're here and the hug between them felt very genuine. Uh, I also think the last that, time they saw each other was when Ezra saved her from Vader. Exactly. Man. <laughs> uh, I also think that a lot of people are not going to like Ahsoka because they haven't done the traditional TV tropes of trying to make a woman likable. There's a lot of mm. steps that like Star Wars and all fantasy franchises, all franchises that have predominantly male audiences uh, take to make women likable and like fit into one of three categories and when people don't go out of their way to decide how you feel about a woman a lot of the time she comes across as like nothing to a lot of people or as like oh I prefer like the men in the scene or anyone else yeah. in the scene and she is like uh, passive in a lot of these because she is a person moving the pawns and not necessarily 
um, one of the characters of mm. the, yeah. the show. Yeah. Itself. I, don't, I don't know so That's much fair. about That's that, fair. though. Like, I, but... I, think, uh, I think I see kind of what you're saying, Tim, whereas, like, whereas Boba Fett felt in the Boba Fett series like somebody who was there to orchestrate the fact that Boba Fett was there. You Sometimes. know what I mean? Sometimes. I, I get, <laughs> if he was I get even what you're there. saying. It's like, yeah, but I, I sort of get what you're saying, and I, and I understand where this, where that moment in particular, some of the things about Ahsoka in this episode could have seemed emotionally incongruous with the other things that we've seen from her in this in this rest of the in the rest of the series but i think there are a couple things that are different about it number one is like we are post her realization with anakin which is a huge deal and was a huge emotional moment for her mm -hmm. and so i think that's allowed her to sort of like recenter and find herself a little bit again whereas in the beginning of this of the series she was all crossed arms and, and deadpan delivery all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that I think the reconnection to Anakin was good. Um, and I think honestly, as much as she avoids it, being back in battle and being back in in a Jedi situation yeah. is also good for her. With, she learned from Anakin too. Skywalker. She loves to like go into a fight with her friends and be a little bit of a hot shot. And I think this is the moments where she has been the best and the kind of the most Ahsoka to me in this mm -hmm. show are the moments where she's gotten to hot shot a little bit, where she got to fight with Merrick, where she got to like tell Hu Yang, like, right. hey, yeah. flip around. Don't, don't don't mess my don't mess up my cool Iron Man three point landing here like yeah. you did last time. I need you know an Ahsoka I mean? like, Hu Yang uh like roommate show. Yeah, right. I yeah. Yeah. a buddy cop so comedy. Yeah, bad. it's so, I think they're so funny. What this show is about is how that has been taken from her to some extent. Mm -hmm. Like I think that yeah. this first season of Ahsoka is showing you that like the events of this have had harrowing effects on who she is and she has had to take this place of like dead inside neutrality that she is slowly like recapturing bits of herself because this is this is getting back into her element yeah yeah but i'll tell I you what her, if i was Sabine, the dog fight was incredible like, uh, her jumping so, out with all this stuff i just did again yeah. i didn't love the cockpit stuff like anytime yeah. mm. it showed her in it i was like i believe you as a character here the way yeah. you're showing this i don't believe in this performance and like mm. it's those things that add up to me of just kind of just feeling like ah oh, man like i just wish it was there's something that's not clicking but go for it yeah no i was gonna say if i was sabine in that moment where there was the big hug and the laugh and it's like oh i'd never miss this reunion and like hey ezra i'm so happy to see you ezra and if i was sabine i'd be like motherfucker you told, you told me, me not to come you told me to shoot a marble and kill ezra <laughs> how dare you yeah. uh, like i think that's the thing that came off emotionally incongruous in that scene to me mm. and that might be what you're feeling is like there Definitely. is because because she and uh, sabine and ezra haven't mm. spoken about what's actually happening because ahsoka and sabine had so much conflict over even rescuing ezra mm -hmm. i get where like the smiles and the happy hug can feel a little cartoonish but also we're going to see more of the fallout of this it's okay to be happy to see your friend in the moment right. you and know we all know the complexities of it that it's not like ahsoka was like i want ezra dead screw that guy mm -hmm. it was i'm trying to make i'm trying to protect the most amount of people and we cannot release thrawn to get to ezra right. which is mm -hmm. true and correct and absolutely like the logical choice in this so like yeah she also uh, to me what this revealed is like man she was going against what she wanted to of course she wanted to get to ezra of course she feels that oh, way yeah. because of their last interaction and like she's having to be this like leader in this capacity and what she wanted doesn't matter and you see the like balance of like sabine's like but these are my feelings and this is what i want yeah. and ahsoka's like you have no idea what i want of course i want that too but i yeah. have to make this like 
choice of sacrifice. Yeah, uh, someone posted on Twitter just like uh, the the last thing Ezra says to her in Rebels, which is just "Come find me," and it's like, ah, oh, it fucking hits. Come on, it fucking hits. Uh, <laughs> one of my last notes that I have is uh, Sabine and Ezra are the true dyad. That's all I'm, I'm yeah. not going to elaborate further. Yeah, but this is how no. I felt in the moment. <laughs> That's fair. That's a forced dyad. We all know what it is, and we all know what it means. <laughs> It's something that we've all known for the history of Star Wars. There's always been forced dyads and there always will be. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that the, the only shot that weirded me out, you want to talk about like one of, one of those weird cartoon shots, Tim, is um, they cut during everybody's reactions. They cut to just a shot of Hu Yang behind the cockpit for a moment. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing funnier to me than when they show a droid in Star Wars staying perfectly still with no one to interact with. Because <laughs> you, you just look at it and you're like, that's a fucking puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, that is what he'd be doing. Now, speaking of know, that, though. But it's, the... just, it, it's so funny, though, because he's just like. Yeah. That is, that is very funny. The flip side of that. Are you talking about chopping. the ju uh, jump cut? Or oh, yeah. Chopping. Chopping. In the, like... Just killing it. Him just getting pissed off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm taking that personally. Yeah. Right? From, from uh, just a droid. So good. Yeah. From but a <laughs> droid. <laughs> yeah. That was messed up. Uh, the scene that bothered me, actually, in this episode was when Ahsoka jumps out of the plane and is like timing it with Hu Yang and the thing flattens. Uh, there's a weird flippy in there. And uh, Star Wars... <laughs> TV loves to mess up a flip. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they're fl like a Those flip is here. something we do in movies and TV yeah. all the time. Yeah. Why do Star Wars flips always look so silly? No, why are they they've always done a flip so wrong. bad? They've never done a flip wrong <laughs> like, and they never will. I rewound no, it. The Grogu and watched flip. it again. Perfect Grogu flip. flip is perfect. Right. Um, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka flip that's added in post. What's the uh, new Sith <laughs> from Andor um, that was like leading the charge? Um, she's. She's like one of the main lieutenants. Andor. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, not Andor. In um, uh, Obi Wan, you're talking about the I'm Inquisitor. I'm talking about Obi Wan. Oh, Obi Wan. I am talking about Obi Wan. She also yeah. did a weird flip on the roof that looked she really did. weird. She did do a all flip. flips is no. weird in Star Wars, and I don't get it. It's such a simple like stunt. All uh, and it's <laughs> so wrong. weird, and it almost feels like they switched to CGI in the middle of it. And I literally rewound it and watched it again because I'm like, did it just? glitch like did my mm. did my playback have an error it's so weird oh no, look 3po can do them too and it looks normal and good yeah. yeah every flip is good something that was done maybe on purpose that i just absolutely loved is when uh ahsoka sent to sabine sabine sent as ahsoka ahsoka's like i found her and then it jumped scary jump cuts to the night sister being like yeah we found, we found her. her yeah i was such yeah. a like oh jesus cool. christ that was, that was cool. a good match cut yeah. i also love the uh oh we have cover from the the whales and then they all start like i was so out. scared for the whales Dude, yeah <laughs> it was a little messed up like yo we got cover yeah your homies that are helping you that got you here shot yeah. down dude yeah. like, that's Listen. a little fucked up Somebody, somebody's got to shoot down those whales. So Obi Wan's got sushi to make. You know what I mean? That is, that is true. That's, yeah, I did love seeing them <laughs> jump away though, and they're like tails, like did the little. God, like, I love, yeah. I love the tails. <laughs> I, I love like again this whole back and forth between Ahsoka and Hu Yang. Give me a, a roommate show. ASAP, where uh, he's talking about astronomically terrible odds and just them yelling at each other. It's good. Oh, the it. fact where she's she's using sarcasm on a droid who like is clearly <laughs> not. Where it's just like, well, you should have said something. I did, I did. say something. Uh -huh. it's, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I love that. I love that development of this character. I love seeing her smile. I love seeing her mm -hmm. make a joke. Mm -hmm. I that, yeah. that I really enjoyed that interaction in the ship so much. Yeah. She felt more she felt more complete in this episode and I think it's it's because of 
it's because she's gotten she's started making those like you're saying said she's reconnected to who she is and she's making those emotional decisions and she's she's getting a little bit more of her um she's just getting her she's just getting a little bit of her mojo back you know what i mean that's all Um, can we talk about (laughs) can we talk about the thing that was found on the internet last week we're talking about the mystery of Balin's skull yeah Mm. what's he up our favorite new character somebody took a look at Balin Skull's uh, wrist readout. Uh, and you can't, then you can see it in the second photo, Raj. He's got a list. Why has he got that list? To me, this has to explain a little bit of why he split off to go meet up with Ahsoka. I don't know. There's a very interesting thing. We saw in this episode, Thrawn make the realization that Anakin was her mentor. And it just feels like there's a couple of things that are like I loved that too. slowly so, clicking together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? His reaction to it was oh, really interesting. Oh, that moment. Yeah. I thought Where that was just, yeah, so for audio listeners, audio listeners here, uh, Balin's um, little like wrist piece uh, it says Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Ben. So ben. it could just be a fun little like... Ben. You know, type of uh, Easter yeah. egg. There are two Ben's like, running around right now, too. They're just having fun. But this could be a plot thing. And I, I kind of hope that it is. I think this is really cool and interesting. Mm. I, I feel like it is. I feel like they know better. They know what we're going to do. They know we're going to look at it. And for it just to be like, <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean, I do feel like there's a lot of examples, though, of yeah. other times where people point it's just it out. Like and then it's just kind of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. like cheeky You shit. never know. It's, like, it's like how. Um, I mean, come on. I'm with you. It's like how our guy has Indiana. No, you got it. You saved it. Uh, <laughs> it was cool. It's like how our guy in uh, in Andor has the idol from Indiana Jones in his shop. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Like, but this that's different. That's like an incongruous little detail that they'll put in for like, hey, fans, isn't this fun? Yeah. This is a list of the freaking Skywalker like yeah crew so what is this a list of though let's think about this time time wise though right like this guy Mm -hmm. in a seven years removed from jedi world Mm -hmm. is is ben not kenobi is it solo i think it's solo yeah yeah i read it does that mean Mm -hmm. like like if this list is real like think about that like i mean again my theory is that these are the like balin and uh shin are going to be like the kind of proto versions of the knights of ren or whatever I don't know what that all means and where that leads to, where that leads to Ben Solo and all that stuff. I know that there's a the origin Kylo Ren comic that gets into him joining the Knights of Ren. Which mm-hmm. I don't really remember. I remember that I read it, but yeah. So um, yeah. Ben Solo was born. I remember he looked cool as heck in it. Ben was born his, his five years after the Battle of Yavin. So he's alive. So he's very much alive. Wait, yeah. After the Battle of Yavin? So that, so yeah. that might be. That doesn't. So, so it would have been like a year be... after Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. That <laughs> might be Ben Kenobi. Then he might know that. But he might know that Obi Wan is hiding out. Like it could be like because he's like, who mm. did Luke Skywalker travel with? No, but well, Ben's there's dead. This guy Ben Kenobi's Kenobi. Dead. Yeah, Kenobi's guy. dead. Yeah, that's true. Kenobi's dead at this that's point. That's true. So I do think I think it's Ben Solo. I'm with so you on that. So it's gotta be Ben Solo. I think that it is. Uh, I also think that like if it was. Like, he wouldn't put Ben because Ben was just his cover name. You know what I mean? Yeah. For Obi-Wan. Like, right. that would be weird. It's not like, oh, I know your secret name. It's like. You're right. And I was like, right. and especially because he was part of the Jedi Order. Like, yeah, he probably, he probably knew, knew Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. So that, that would be that would be the name on his little Maybe wristwatch. Maybe he was running out of space on his wrist thing. So <laughs> that's he just true. used the nickname. 
Yeah, he, you know, he, ra- so he, he ran letters. out of a character count, and he was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's most likely that it's just a fun Easter egg that doesn't actually have to do with anything, but I do really love the idea. I mean, it could be like a it could be a hint of like whatever he is up to, which yeah. is what I but want more he, of. We don't know his he motivations yet. Lasting power is what we know, Yeah. right? He wants lasting power. This is a crew that together basically took out the emperor. Mm. right took out palpatine who's been the big bad for balin's entire life right this is a guy who took out the order and then these guys took out him so i wonder like if balin is searching for power maybe he's searching for them for a specific reason i don't know whether it's a hit list or whether it's like a what do i have to get from them what can Mm. i what can i glean from them like who Mm. knows or maybe it's just like what can i learn like from them and just like in simple things because like if that's if those are people he's after why also why is uh, he obsessed with going to a different galaxy to find out what this planet has to offer kind of stuff too so i have a motivation question i want to pose to the group when uh he splits off from shin and is like you do the thing you're gonna look really good to thrawn i gotta go do my thing it seems like he goes to find Ahsoka, right? Mm-hmm. We don't see him force sense Ahsoka. We don't see him do any of that. And when she lands, he says it's a surprise. See, I didn't. Uh, when he says, "You go do your thing. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go do mine." I didn't read that as him trying to find Ahsoka. So then there's something on this do? planet right? that he's like yeah. into, and and yeah, it is just like a weird happenstance. The force brings them together, and he's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Because yeah. then after Ahsoka runs away, he's like deep in thought like in a very interesting way and he's like uh-huh. i'm gonna walk stage left and like that's <laughs> just like wait what are you up so to man what, i'm interested in this because i like the mystery i feel like this is the good type of like we're gonna leave this open for people to theorize yeah. and talk yeah. about and i hope it's not all buttoned up next week like i think worst case scenario is he's killed off next week like mm-hmm. i honestly but I that's mean, a, like a, a popular but, take but then it's uh, then we're running into the problem and this is the unfortunate thing with ray stevenson passing is like yep we're going to have if he doesn't die next week, we're going to have to get a message of uh, on the way to his home planet. Poochie died kind of thing. Right. You know? well, we cast him. I, I feel like that's that's simple enough with where we're at. With we don't character. Star Wars do a lot of that. But we do. We just also don't like hey, they didn't with. Luke, can I but tell they you something that could happen? <laughs> could I tell you something that could happen knowing Star Wars? Mm. A lot of people get into fights and wind up needing helmets and stuff for the rest of Straight their lives. Up, Knights of Ren. That's true. That's very true. And th- nice. the other thing is of like. Maybe whatever Balin is looking for, maybe he fails, but his Padawan, who is so focused on one thing in her master's kind of death, in respect for him, wants to pick up that path or whatever. Because I think where they left Shin in this episode was very interesting, especially with Ahsoka trying to reach out to her at the end of like, hey, like, it's not too late for you. And then her Mm -hmm. deciding to kind of run away with like her master's words, like in the the back of her head of like, what was it like a... impatience like leaves to like yeah. uh swift uh, defeat yeah we're gonna yeah. get a she plays conflict she plays conflict on her face really well yeah she's, she's so really good, good at that she's great i love her love her I, i'm i um, yeah i feel like we're setting up something that i am worried that they aren't prepared to finish this season because they weren't expecting the actor to pass away which mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. they were setting something up potentially for ahsoka season two we might be getting more into like his motivations and that i think that handling it through a recasting would probably be a very satisfying way for fans uh but most of the time when star wars recast it's like oh we're casting a younger version of you or we're casting a yeah. this or a voice or whatever we don't see a lot of just character replacement i hope we yeah. don't see him next episode at all 
Ooh, Damn. I hope it's just like... You want that mystery like, open. It, <clears throat> mystery's open. There's a lot of shit going on. We have so much to deal with. I yeah. think that him walking away, we know he is doing something. Yeah. I think that is more interesting than knowing what he's doing in one yeah. episode. I, I think yeah. we will Tied see him just because of like how Thrawn was so taken aback by yeah. it as well. So I, 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 But of yeah. how much... Who knows? Yeah. I don't think we get. A, I, do I don't like think that. we get a ribbon on it though. I don't think he gets wrapped up. I don't think right. there's any way. No. Unless he gets. Yeah, killed. no. Unless I unless he gets he killed, <laughs> which again would be, uh, in my what? opinion, circumstantial. I don't think that sounds like hey, a plan. Yeah. Here's the thing. What if he finds the thing he's looking for on this planet, whatever this great power is, and the great power destroys him, like, and then we, and now we have a hint at some great powerful thing that's out there. You that we what don't if really the great power about? is the Bendu? I mean, oh, oh honestly, we got Bendu. I, I do think that that is uh, a, a, I don't want to say the most likely, but I think that that is a, a possibility, likely yeah. possibility there. I, I think that with where we're 90% going, it's Bendu funny is with, what you're saying. What's up? You're saying 90% Bendu. You're saying it's probably about Fucking like 90% that's the most Bendu, baby. <laughs> no, I feel like the, the thing about power with this character that's interesting is like he kind of has been going out of his way to show it's not about him wanting power. So like I do think that there's a potential that he just wants to be in this other galaxy away from all this shit, and he's just mm. peacing out permitting himself yeah like mm. being like yo this is my galaxy he wants power for shin yeah he was yeah. like hey shin wants this and she, she's the apprentice now she's not like he kind of had that moment of like letting her go but he did also hmm. have like that whole monologue of like the cycle repeating of back and forth between the light side dark side empire republic and all this stuff and it, it seems like in that monologue a couple episodes ago that he's obsessed with the idea of like stopping that somehow maybe that is a personal just like right. i'm, I'm not, fucking done yeah, with I it. Beat it by not want. being a part of it but. i don't know because shin said like well aren't we the one then that's what we're doing we're gonna stop the cycle and he was like hmm he was like hmm i don't know i think i think it's less about stopping the cycle for him and more about recognizing it and i don't know either being ahead of it or being in control of it mm -hmm. i don't think the power he wants is the power that we think of when we think of a sith necessarily right no, but he not. wants he's after something big let's let's wrap this episode like up. the bendu like there the bendu. Yes, hey, hey, it's definitely big let's wrap this up with with one question yes or no mm. by the end of next episode do they make it out of the galaxy not all of them but most of them yes there. i'm also saying yes and i would agree that somebody's getting left behind yeah yeah same yeah it's gonna be who Yang and it's gonna be real sad. Oh no! Yeah. No! It's gonna be who? Who Yang and it's gonna be really sad. No. I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it. He just said they're all together again. Oh no! Yeah. He wasn't a part His of it. His whole thing is I told them to stay together. I told them. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I refuse. I, what do you think? I I just feel like Ezra is not making it back. I just don't, and, and I don't think they kill him. Mm -hmm. But because no. of that, I don't think they get. I, I could I could I see. After harsh conversations, yeah, him being like, I don't know if I have a place here anymore. I've got my my hermit boys. I gotta take care of them. No, Iman is too beautiful, and his and his and his He's contact so lenses beautiful. are too piercing. You yeah. don't throw that away. I mean, I don't know. I could see if he stays. It is I have to make this choice again. You've you've brought all of this here, and now I have to make the same choice again in order to protect the galaxy. I don't think it's a like. Oh, I think I'll just stay. Ooh. Like he wants to go home. If yeah. he's staying, Ooh, it is Ahsoka because he has Sabine, to redo it. Ahsoka or Sabine make the choice that Ezra made. Get stuck on the planet when everybody leaves. Uh. Little book ending. It's called ring storytelling. Look it up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sabine. Rhymes. Rhymes. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, let us know in the comments below what you think is going to happen next week on the season finale of Ahsoka. Uh, it has been quite the ride with everybody. Sage, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage or uh, twitch.tv slash Pixel Circus, where I host a show with Anthony. And you can also right. find Sage this Friday on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where we are doing our very first D&D adventure. Uh, she's going to be part of it. It's going to be fantastic. We're not talking about the theme, the theme of it is yet. Secret. The yes. theme is a secret, cool. but you're going to want to see it. It's going to be a good time. Carboni, where can people find you? Oh, my stars. Thank you for asking. Um, you can find me everywhere online at A Carboni, except for uh, on Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. And uh, you can find my uh, science comedy podcast at wehaveconcerns.com. Thank you so much. For those on the podcast, we've got a 3PO doll. Until next time, I love you all. <laughs> Goodbye.